Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast is brought to you by Conti Fitness. Get the best in personal and online training and coaching, where you will find monthly online unlimited yoga packages, run training, play yoga, motivational speaking, and more. If that's not all, find out how to get the newest facial exercise program and manual. Let's face it together. Go to ContiFitness.net to find out more. High Five Health and Fitness. Create positive change in your life with online health coaching sessions with High Five Health and Fitness. Also brought to you by Revolution Running. Join world-renowned Dr. Jason Karp for a workshop or certification near you. Author of Run Your Fat Off, Inner Runner, and so many more books. That's R-E-V-O-2-L-U-T-I-O-N, running.com. Also brought to you by 361 Degrees. For the best in athletic footwear and apparel, go one degree beyond with 361 Degrees. For codes and promos, go to twofitcrazies.com and click on the podcast sponsor tab at the top of the page. It's Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. We are coming off a hot Hot. Episode 43 with who, Brian? Shahil Patel. Bali X. I love it. I like saying his name now. The. Shahil Patel. (laughs) Was amazing. I hope you guys got a chance to check out that episode. Um, We got some crazy stories. Brian and I were were talking back and forth in the beginning and and brought in Shahil and really told his story of Bali X. What did you think about Shahil? I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I mean... I've said this with past um, guests that we've had that, you know, have developed dance fitness programs where it's not necessarily, you know, my thing or, or something that I was even even really had on my radar. I mean, I knew of Zumba and some of the other big ones, uh, you know, that that, uh, that have come out. Get Pulsed. Get Pulsed. Elena. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. We had Elena. Pound we Palms. had Pound Palms. We had, um, there was, uh, uh, that, that was, and Shahil. And. I, I, you know, I just like the stories, you know, and, and the dance fitness thing has led us to these people that it now gives us the stories of, you know, how they create it, how they did it. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just really intriguing. I, you know, it's just, you know, he gave up, he was in med school and he left, you know, he was in med school at Cal pre-med, Berkeley, pre-med, yeah, pre-med yeah. at Cal Berkeley. And, and, and he, you know, he. He made some uh, some. He hedged his bets and made some calculated risks. Those are some words that we used. Uh, He's I fa- great. I found okay. out what I found out what whitewash means in that the, in the uh, you know the Indian American community, uh, which was interesting. Uh, and uh, it was just great. You know, the dance thing is is. Is it's a really cool routine, you know, and he's helping people with it. You got to check it out. Make sure that everyone gets on the internet and and Google's the their America's Got Talent. Yeah, um, when they were on there, um, that was dancing cool. to Jai Ho. Yeah, it's it's awesome, and he's really he's really charismatic, and um, it's funny. He was saying that he um you know he made the team, and I was like, of course you made the team. I was like, you're like everyone was probably in love with you. You're like an attractive, tall Indian guy who's got like. You know, great charisma and dance moves, super nice. You know, I'm like, so they were. He's he's just a fantastic guy. So if you haven't checked out cool. episode 43, um, or check out Bali X, it's a great program, and you're going to be seeing a lot more of that. It's on demand. You can actually go to BaliX.com and hit a free trial um, for a month. I believe it's a free trial month, and you could try out their programs and do it from home. 
all the links to that are on the show notes for for uh, you know on on our website twofitcrazies.com so you can definitely check that out uh, you know in the in the show notes and and you know check out all stuff his Instagram their Instagram page is cool it's just cool stuff you know and having ha- having fun and and getting fit you know that's it's, it. it's helping people get fit and it's a blast so what's not you know what, what can go wrong with that you're welcome listeners for like? some more uh some more fitness options out there or not even fitness it's wellness we're making our, we're making people feel better get get out there keep moving speaking of feeling better we got another great story for you today and again, we're running the gamut because we are now like the human interest <laughs> stories. Like literally, we used to, Brian was just making fun of us because we were like, what's the topic? What's the, all right. You know what? We've explored a lot of different things with health and fitness and wellness and companies and you name it. But really, we're, we're getting into the goods now. Like we're getting into the good stuff. And what we're going to talk about today is actually very fantastic, charismatic Dawn Ferentino. And many of you may not know of her because She's actually been uh, a recovering accountant, and then she is another someone, recovering, yeah, recovering career. career, and just wasn't happy. Like many of us, you know, you're you're running ragged. You've got a million things on your plate. You're you're tired. You're feeling like garbage. You're, there's no time for anything because you're not making time. And she has recently co-authored a book that just came out. And she's going to talk about that today on the podcast, which is pretty amazing. She's got the, she's got the last chapter of a book, which is called the success chronicles. And it, I mean, being the anchor of a book is yeah. pretty, pretty cool. Um, but really her rags to riches of leaving her accountant job and, and getting into the business of nutrition and wellness and, and making more time for her family along the way and, and making some money and, uh, you know, doing things in the, in the way that she helps people and, and uh, the, the the stories and the results that she's able to share based on her you know clients' uh, uh, success is you know it's just really it's it it makes you feel all warm and fuzzy. It does, you know. And she's got a lot. She does a lot of business coaching and whatnot. And she has got a lot of little tidbits that I think she dropped today in the episode that you know you may want to hear. She does a lot of kind of motivational speaking too. Um, with anyone from students around the country to, you know, entrepreneurs, business owners, um, athletes, athletes, pro athletes, she's worked with just really getting your head in the mental game and, you know, talks about that consistency. And Brian and I talk about just keep showing up. Yeah. Meanwhile, Rich Roll, Des Linden, oh, freaking awesome. podcast. Yeah. Amazing. And she's, it's the same thing. Keep showing, just keep up. showing up. She actually, I think did a copyright, copyright, trademarked it. Trademarked it. Copywritten. That's great. Copyrighted. <laughs> she copyrighted that. You speak so well, Brian. <laughs> speak good. Uh, but yes, so uh, Dawn, Dawn was great. Health and prosperity specialist is what she goes by. And uh, you know, I, I, you know, I took something from it. I'm going to take a lot from it. Uh, and and I think that all you guys will too. Uh, so thanks for listening and enjoy episode 44 with Dawn Farentino. Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast. Check it out. Peace.
is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Too Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, what's going on? I'm so good. I didn't even ask you. I just asked you what was going on. It's like when what's I asked going my on kid, what's going I'm, on? And he's like, good. Good. Well, it's, not, it's not even the correct answer to that, is it? Everything. It's all good. It's so good. So good. So good. I went to Home Depot the other day and I tried all the screws on my bottom of my cycle shoes. I was really proud of myself. I just wanted to share that. What do you mean you tried them? Well, my cycle shoes were kind of broken. Go to Home Depot. I actually went, tried all these different screws on the bottom of my shoes, found the right ones. I don't know. I was kind of proud of myself. I'm so out of my realm with the cycling stuff i mean I, I i knew that they had screws in them but i didn't know that just you had to go to there. home depot to yeah get... just yeah. throw that out there in the fitness world anyone that didn't know that that was my that was my gift to everyone today that you can actually you know cross over home depot cycle shoes there you go bam bam duct yeah. tape everything duct tape pretty much pretty much pretty much so um we're coming off a uh, hot hot episode that was Oh, what number was that? 43. 43. And we're sitting here today with an amazing woman named Dawn Farentino for episode 44. 44. Oh, my gosh. And every day is a wonderful day in the fit crazy world. Um, Brian and I were just talking before about um, last week, if you didn't get a chance to listen, how he is the sane one of the two of us, (laughs) Um, which I don't know how to take that. Well, uh, well, since you're everybody's favorite, right? You know, I someone's got to be the same. All right, Brian, just tell them, just tell tell listeners why you're saying. I this. should actually play it over the air here. The uh, Christine, when you call Christine's cell phone, you know she runs down all her credentials. Hello, you've reached Christine Conti. You know, master trainer, play yoga, fitness, and your favorite host of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast. Brian takes it as like I'm playing no, favors with you, myself, but I just meant like your favorite, your favorite podcast, like your favorite. Your favorite host. We'll let the audience decide. I'm not offended. You're my favorite host. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're mine. You're, you're totally my favorite. Oh, the, my, your favorite co-host. Because, co-host. Right. Yeah, you're yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah. co-host. See that? You know why? Process of elimination. Mine. That's right. There we go. So I'm put it on mine. Oh. Your favorite all right not theirs yours okay anyhow we need to hear about our favorite (laughs) guest today who is dawn farentino who has an amazing story because we talk all the time about fitness and wellness and physical and mental and sometimes you know we we're talking to you know people who are inventing fitness programs or coming up with new hydration methods um, or just better ways to be happy and be healthy and to feel better both mentally and physically. And the story that you're going to hear today and Dawn's journey from a recovering accountant, correct, Dawn? Correct. So we deal with a lot of recovering people in here. And I mean, we're all, we all have our, I guess. We could actually call it like the second career right. podcast. The recovery the, the podcast. Third, the third or fourth career podcast because that's just how it works. I mean, we're learning. We're constantly evolving, right? So, um, you know, Brian and I, again, are, it's not our first rodeo is what we say. And and for you, same thing. And it's just, you know, your energy, Dawn, and the, the people around you and the people that you surround yourself with. Um, Dawn has got a book that just came out that she has co-authored. How do you say that if you have multiple authors? Correct, yeah. You do say co-author? Okay. 
you know, as an English teacher for how many years, <laughs> I should feel like I know that. But, um, but yeah, she co-authored a book that just came out and it's really exciting for her to share this journey and this story. So Dawn, we welcome you to Two Fit Crazies. Oh my gosh, welcome. thank you. You guys are amazing. It's a lot of fun in here. <laughs> it, is. it is. It is a lot of fun. So where we want to start pretty much is you have kind of rewritten chapters of your life. And, you know, as a, as an English teacher for a while, we always, you know, opening new books and what's going to happen. You're predicting and, you know, a lot of people in their life, they're, they're writing stories and they may not be happy with the story that they see. And you have really taken your life into your own hands and, and change the story, kind of changing the ending. So take us back to what you were doing even, you know, 15 years ago or so. Where did, where did this start? Wow, 15 years ago. So um, 15 years ago, I was working as an accountant for, I actually was working for an accountant for about 27 years. And 15 years ago, I was probably working in the private world. I started out in public accounting. Um, not a lot of flexibility in public accounting. You're working a lot of grueling hours, traveling all around, got clients of all different facets um, and decided I wanted to start a family. So 22 years ago, I actually left the public accounting world and went to private. So I started working for corporations themselves as their controller or their lead accountant or or their manager. And um, I ended my career in accounting working in nonprofit. As a mom, as you can relate, we our time is limited, right? So working a lot of hours, I didn't have a lot of flexibility. So I decided to end my career um, in accounting, working nonprofits, have a little bit more time, freedom, um, less pay, but more time freedom so that I could spend a little bit more time with my family. Wow. So from there, um, that was, I mean, that was your thing, right? Like you were an accountant, you were a mom. And so that seems like not totally different, but a little bit of a different journey than you are on now. So tell us how you got to, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to leave accounting. I'm not going to come back to that because again, what, is there a line in the sand? Is there, I mean, what, what was it that took you away? I mean, were you unhappy with your job or what was it? No, I actually wasn't unhappy. Um, I, I loved what I did. I, I actually loved accounting. I love numbers, uh, huge numbers girl. So it wasn't that I was unhappy. I didn't have a lot, again, flexibility still even working in a nonprofit, but, um, I actually got started on a specific health and wellness program for myself. And I was really tired. I was working about maybe 60 hours a week. Um, traveling all around the country. My two boys are, were competitive baseball players, both got recruited for college. So we traveled a lot. We went to different states, driven, either driving or on the plane. And I was just exhausted. I was nasty. I had no, you know, no patience anymore. I have no <laughs> idea what that's like. No, it's hard. <laughs> it was really hard. It was just, it was just, it was all just building up. And um, I found myself actually like falling asleep after work and I would get home from work around five and my husband would get home at five thirty, and I would hear the alarm on his car go off in the driveway that would tell me he was home. And I would jump up off the couch with the pillow marks on my face and, you know, <laughs> run into the kitchen to start cooking when meanwhile I was just exhausted and miserable. So that's really how I lived my life for many, many years. And then one day I just decided to stop to stop living like that and to take care of myself and take care of my health and, and, you know, losing some weight was also a great benefit, but it was really about just starting a healthy life for myself because I felt like I wasn't a healthy mom or a healthy friend or a healthy wife anymore because I, everything was just building up and I, and I just felt like it was time for me to take care of me. 
was there one thing that like set you over the edge or was it just kind of like you said, was it building? I think it was just building and not having um, a lot of time and having a lot of responsibilities. I mean, I, you know, again, took care of both kids. I actually had two jobs. I was um, an accountant during the day full time as a contracts and grants finance manager for a nonprofit company. But then I also worked at night because remember, I told you that I went nonprofit to have more time. Well, I, I gave up some money. So I had to get a part time job at that time to kind of fill that gap. So I was working two jobs um, and traveling around with the kids. So I wouldn't say it was one specific thing. I think it was just years of overload and overstress. I mean, being treasurer of the PTO and having my own baseball organization with my husband where we had three age divisions and, you know, running those and being the president of that. And it just, it's, I mean, I really had no time, like little pockets here and there to try to catch a cat nap is all I had. So I think it was just finally enough was enough. And reality slapped me and said, you need to, you need to stop. It's like looking at myself in the face over here. Well, I was going to say that <laughs> just hearing it, just hearing you say it made me feel a little anxious. Me like too. it just made me feel just, you know, a little bit uneasy. And, you know, we understand that everybody's, everybody's really lives like that a lot, way too much, you know? And, uh, and it just, just hearing you say that, it just gave me that uneasy feeling. It gave me that feeling of like, Oh God, I don't want to go back to that. <laughs> yeah. That's literally, that's absolutely because yeah. that's, that's what it is. You're working one job, two jobs. You're running around with this. Your, your hands are in all these pots and not that it's not something that's positive, but it, it's almost like positive overload of you're trying to give, 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 and right. you're not giving to the most important person in the world, which is yourself. Correct. And if you can't take care of yourself, you can't really take care of anybody else anyway. And nobody's really going to take care of you. I mean, you have to step up and do it yourself. So it was fine. The line was drawn and it was finally time. I was going to ask, was there definite, a definitive line in the sand and, and one day and then the next day it, it, uh, you know, everything was changed or was there a weaning period or, uh, you know, for a lot of us, we've always talked about how we kind of had that side thing going and, and, and built it to a point where we could, we're able to walk away from whatever we were doing. How about for you? Well, for me to walk away, I, I actually got started, you know, the funny thing is I, I, it was all about my own health at the beginning and it was about me getting healthy, you know, dropping a few pounds. I, I lost 23 pounds in this process, but a lot of the weight I think I gained was stress weight. And we all know that stress causes cortisol, causes weight gain, like it's all a big vicious sure. cycle. So, um, cutting that cord or cutting that loop of that stress and the non-sleeping, the weight started to just really melt off. So I had got started on, um, on a nutritional program and I knew that there was an opportunity to branch off and do my own thing. And I, I actually chose not to at the beginning. Um, I just chose to continue to be an accountant and just feel better. So I was actually starting to feel better and my stress was going away. And people at work were looking at me weird because I wasn't like demanding things from my staff. Like I was just a different person. <laughs> They're like, who's this happy Dawn? So, you know, it's like I was drinking happy juice. I really wasn't. I was starting to feel really good. And I mean, you know, Christine doesn't know the old Dawn. This is a totally different Dawn than, than most people now know me and um and finally one day you know it was just constant constant um people asking like what I was doing constant people asking you know to to learn a little bit more and I finally decided that I loved helping people and what I was doing where I worked I actually wasn't serving anybody like as much as I I loved what I did it wasn't serving anybody I was a contracts and grants finance manager I dealt with the state of New Jersey I dealt with budgets and you know layoffs I mean we had one time we laid off 84 or 87 people in one day. Like, so it, it, 
I wasn't serving anybody. I was actually felt like I was hurting people. And when I felt that I had an opportunity with this nutritional program in this way to be able to help other people feel just as good as I did, I thought I just kind of tiptoed into it. And I just started to help a few friends and family. And, and before I knew it, this massive health and wellness business, it's my, my business is called Living Healthy Naturally. And I believe in that, like to live naturally healthy, mind, body, spirit. And when I finally decided to jump into it, it just massively grew. And I felt that the, the career was actually getting in the way. And what was happening is I was spending so much time late at night working my business because I had so many hours during the day to work that I finally decided after a year that the job wasn't serving me. And I, I believe that if a person or an event or a place or or a job or whatever isn't serving you, then you might need to walk away from it Um and that's just finally what I did. And, and I felt, you know, I had a safety net. I was making three times more than I was in my career anyway with this side, side business. <laughs> so why not take a shot at it? And um, this is what I've been doing now for the past six years. That's crazy. It's crazy to think about. I mean, it that's is. really your, I mean, this is your. Yeah, that didn't make me feel uneasy. That made me feel happy and put yeah. a smile on <laughs> <Yeah>. my face. <laughs> I mean, and, it, and it's not—it's not that it's not planned or you know not hard work, but it's nice to to hear that you know, hey, everybody, it's okay to take that chance. It's okay if you believe in something to go for it, and that's such the positive message. Now, what I want to kind of go forward with is that um, I'd connected with Dawn kind of recently and one of the things I was fascinated with was you know she was saying that she was coming out with books and I'm like hey how and I'm always I'm always fascinated when people come out with books because I'm you know what are they writing about is it just like here's my story of what was me or this or that or and the book title is what success chronicles it's a co-authored book um, with myself and six other authors there's seven of us and, you know, the ironic thing, Christine, which I don't think you know this, is I actually started writing a book four years ago. I'm, I'm a writer, but, you know, just really by, by nature. I used to write books and books of poems and just stories, and they would be published when I, I remember being in middle school, and, like, they were always picking my stuff to You're talking to an English to teacher, published. you know? Yeah, <laughs> and I loved, loved, loved it, and I got away from it. And I started writing a book about four years ago um, on my entire journey and my story mm-hmm. and, and, you know, the struggles and the successes and just everything. And and I actually stopped. And the reason I stopped is because a lot was going on. I had uh, a TV show. I, I, I had this massive, you know, organization I was building. Like just so much. And I said, something's got to give. And right now it's the book. So I put it aside and I always regretted it. I don't know if you ever go to bed at night, put your head down and regret something. But that was something I always regretted was stopping it. And when I was asked to co-author this book and um, I, I not only did I jump at it, but it inspired me to finish the other one. So now I'm actually finishing the other one, which should be out by the end of the year. And I was asked to co-author a third book. So... By the end of this year, I should have three books out there. Wait, so let's back up. <laughs> why were you, and this is always my fascination, why were you asked to co-author a book? Thank you for that question. <laughs> because you don't just sit on the side of the road and say tap, tap on the shoulder. Yeah. Would you like to write a book? Yeah, no, right. absolutely. Um, a really dear friend of mine, Alice Hinckley, she, we met at an event out in Texas last year. I was actually training. I'm also a speaker and trainer and and everything else besides a health enthusiast and, and uh, coach. And we were at an event that I was training at, and we just really connected. We stayed in touch. Um, she is also in the network marketing industry in a totally different company. And we always had that bond and collaboration, and I totally believe in collaboration, and I believe that the ocean is big enough for everybody. So the more that you collaborate and the more that you exchange ideas and the more that you 
you work with people, it will do nothing but just increase your, your bank account, which is your brain and your knowledge and your and your idea sources. So we got together a couple of times and thought of some great things to do. And she emailed me and she's like, listen, I'm, I'm co-authoring this book. It's, it's, on, it's, it's actually labeled like Women of Impact in Network Marketing. And I think that you would be fabulous for this. I already gave them your accolades and, and your bio. And, you know, you do have to go kind of through a little interview, I guess you could say. But she said, I, I, I do believe that you're a really, really good fit for that. So she connected me with the publisher. The publisher reached out, asked me a series of questions and, and got back to me that, yeah, let's do it. So that's I was offered the opportunity to co-author with because of Alice. So I'm very grateful for her. Without without giving away your your you know without well, let's make them buy the book right. <laughs> what did you write about? We all had like our own topics, I guess you could say, in each chapter. So I talk a lot about fear and obstacles. And as an accountant, um, I was an introvert, and to a degree, I still am. I mean, I guess you can tell Christine that I'm still a little on the reserve side. So getting out of my comfort zone was really, really hard, and talking to people was really, really hard, and um, building a, a you know a million dollar business was really, really hard because you had to talk to people and, and you know tell people what you do for a career. So I talk a lot about obstacles and give people some really great tidbits. And, and even though it's a business book for um, network marketing, it really isn't. Because everything that you do in life is, is all about getting out of your comfort zone or your fears or, or challenging obstacles. And, and more importantly, everything that you do in life is business related. Whether you're dealing with your kids, you need to know how to negotiate with them, right? I mean, we're parents here. You have to negotiate your children at times. Um, whether you're an employee, you know, you're negotiating sometimes with your boss or your staff or your other coworkers. And same thing if you're an entrepreneur or, or a manager at a big, you know, Fortune 500 company. So any book that I feel works on personal development can work in any facet of somebody's life. Amazing. Now, where is your chapter in your book? Oh my gosh, I love where I'm placed. So we didn't know where we were going to place. And of course, you know, we couldn't wait for the book to get released to see. So I am the last chapter. So I actually am the close of the book, which really excites me. I think being the close of the book is going to be the last thing that you remember when you close that book at night. I love it. You're the anchor. I'm the anchor. You're the anchor. I pull it all together. Everyone needs the anchor. Yes. (laughs) That's important. No, I was going to say the cleanup. Clean up hitter. Yeah. Yeah. Clean up hitter, yeah. yeah. Hitter. Batter number four. See, yeah. I know that terminology. Yeah. <laughs> See, there you go. You ran a baseball league. I did. <laughs> so now let's let's talk about this. You also do a lot of speaking. I do. Okay, so now we've got this introvert who's like, I was an accountant, I was an introvert, and now, you know, I've built up this, you know, multi-million dollar business. How did you get over your own fear of... Of speaking, I mean, did you have coaching? Did you have certain go-to mantras? Or, I mean, that's that's really mental. It is really mental, and it did take time. Um, I started in smaller groups. I started with one of my mentors, who I did hire as a coach. He was a coach actually for five years with me, um, and he would put me in the front of the room and just put me there, and he would just be like, "Go," and I'd be like, "What am I going with?" He's like, "Just go." and and he would put me in a, in a place where I felt a little comfort because I would know most of the room and then it just would gradually get bigger and bigger. So I've trained in front of thousands of people um, now and, and it's, I don't want to say it's comfortable because I mean, I think when you start falling into too comfortable of a zone, you actually can go backwards. You have to always be a little bit uncomfortable. So I wouldn't say it's totally comfortable, but I know that 
I'm adding value and I'm giving people something to walk away with and it's my job to serve them. So when I walk on the stage, I have to remember that it's not about me. It's about the message that I'm going to give somebody and the, the nugget or, or the takeaway that they're going to get out of there with and know that either they can do it too or, or they're good enough or they're worthy enough because we tell ourselves all these doubts in our heads all the time. And that's why most of us still live in a place of, of lack because we just, we tell ourselves too many stories of why we can't do something, whatever that could mean, whether it's, you know, doing an Ironman or a triathlon or whatever it is, you know, we tell ourselves why we can't do something versus why we can. I've seen it so much in my kids and watching them, you know, encounter certain things that make them nervous and make them feel uncomfortable. And it's really led me to see that my insecurities and and all those things that I, you know, make me feel uncomfortable. And, you know, it's just really because we all have them, right? We all have them. And the more, you know, the more we face them, the better they are. Yeah. And, you know, I remember somebody telling me one time, one of my mentors, I have a lot of mentors and I believe that you surround yourself around um, those that are actually above you, whether it's through podcasts or whether it's through books, it doesn't have to be physical. Um, but I do believe that if you're not working on personal development, at least 20 to 30 minutes a day, you're going to start crawling back into that space. Um, so it is about, you know, getting uncomfortable and telling yourself beforehand, like I can do it. Like I have an affirmation wall in my house that I wrote uh, for 30 days an affirmation. And I did it a couple years ago and I've taped them to my wall and I read them every morning and they say things like, I am deserving, I am loving, I am caring, I am, I'm a great mother, I'm a great friend, I deserve, you know, whatever it is, there's 30 of them that are on my wall that I read every single day. People need this. Yeah. This is, sure. you know, again, we talk a lot about, you know, fitness and it goes into, well, how, why are you doing what you're doing? Why haven't you been doing what you're doing? Right. What is that? I mean, we are onions and you've got to peel the layers back of what's really going on here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I'm not perfect. <laughs> None of you know, us are. and really getting outside that. I'm pretty close. I knew, I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I'm pretty close. Pretty close. Yes. Brian, so I mean, close. I'm not perfect, but like, don't tell my wife that. Right. All right. Shh. Gotta let everyone have right. their things. No, no, no. no. She, yeah, she, I think she's on to me, but we'll see. Well, we'll see if if she if she listens to this episode, she'll you know get some slack. But again, that that whole idea of fear, that stepping outside, being being uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable stepping into a gym sometimes. It's uncomfortable, you know, going on that new you know nutrition program. It's un. Everything is uncomfortable. You know, I've, I've said this this past year that. You know, what I've learned about myself and comfort and other people, you know, yeah, you do need to surround yourself with with people that are better than you or know more in some way, shape or form. How are you going to grow? Absolutely. How, yeah. how are you going to evolve? And if you're someone who like for you, when you went into this new kind of career path, you had said that you felt that that it wasn't serving you. Your other career wasn't serving you and you felt that this was serving you now. How explain that to explain that to everyone how this is serving you now? Well, the other career, um, I didn't feel it was serving me because it was taking up a lot of my time. It was a lot of hours, but more importantly, I, I was watching people lose their jobs, and and because of the the profession that I was in, it wasn't necessarily because I was in accounting. It's because I was working for a nonprofit, relying on the state and donations for our funding to stay abreast. So. 
you don't get the donations, you don't get the funding from the state, there's no other option but to close programs, and closing programs means that people's jobs are on the line. So it was upsetting me that I would know this information sometimes six to eight months beforehand doing the budgets. Right. So I'd have to walk, you know, through the office and see these people at meetings or whatever and know, like, you know, next April you're not going to have a job. So it wasn't serving me anymore, and I was never the one to let them go, but it just wasn't serving me anymore. And the reason that this does serve me is because I can help so many people. I mean, I work with thousands of people, thousands of clients I have, like around the entire world. Like it's not just people in my backyard. It's people in Canada, people in the United Kingdom, and, you know, just people all over the place that are looking for a solution that I feel are praying for me. Like I, I really believe that, and I believe that I actually have a gift, and I never thought that when I was working as an accountant. Like I have a gift for somebody to help them with their wellness, to help them with their stress, to help them with their weight loss, to help them, you know, spiritually, to help them anyway, mind, body, or spirit. And and that's why I, I feel that I'm truly serving now others. Do you feel like this is your, like this is your calling, so to say? Absolutely. And it's never too late. I mean, I'll be 50 on Sunday. And, yeah. you know, happy birthday. Thank you. And, and fabulous. All over again, you know, so it's really just, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter, you know, how long you're in a, a different career. I mean, life is too short, right? I mean, it's, you can always like make more money and entrepreneurs somehow will always figure it out and create more, but you can't create more time. And that was one of the things that I started to learn too, where I, when I was working is that you just, you can't get time back when it's over, it's over. You just I miss can't. my kids. I miss my kids and my family. I, I missed, I missed, I missed it all though. Like when I was working, like I right. missed it. I missed their first words and their first steps. Like I missed it. So knowing that I can help other moms also like not only feel amazing and get the best nutrition in their body and, and feel like they're, you know, young again, or, but just be able to maybe stay home with their kids too. It's, you know, that to me is important that that's one of my missions is to help all moms be able to raise their own kids. That's awesome. I did. I actually had a, a dad this week say to me, like, I just want to, I just don't want to have a heart attack. Like I'm not 50 yet, but I'm seeing all these people like not 50 have heart attacks. And I was like, that's, but you, he, like you get it. Like, yeah. you, you know, you get it. A lot of people don't get it. It's, right. it's a commodity like anything else time, you know, and, and if we don't budget it well and we don't, you know, use it wisely, if we misspend it, right. uh, you know, like money, uh, you know, we, we're going to, there's going to be uh you know, uh, something that's going to, we're just not going to be as, as useful or as happy with it. And, and not only that, that it's a commodity in what we have spent, but what we have coming up, you know, it's, 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 it's if, you know, there's just a certain amount of time. And if we don't use these years in the future wisely, you know, like we can, we can, we could have planted the tree 20 years ago, right? We didn't do it then. We can plant one today and have it grow, you know, moving forward. And I think that uh, that that's something that people aren't really looking at. That people are really have have become satisfied with status quo, going to the job, just killing time until they get their pension or whatever. You know, they're putting their time in. You know, and then they'll be done, and then everything will be better once that happens. You know, and make it today. Like today is pretty. You know, make it better today. Don't just like waste all this time putting. You know, punching the clock, so to speak, and in order to you know, get what you want later on. You know what I love? I realized this the other day that I always, I'm a worker. No offense. You know, I just I like people I like hustle. I like moving, right? I can't just sit for hours somewhere. I'm like, so this is what I, what I always think of. And I, and when people say, you know, Christine, you left this career, you could have had this pension of this and that. And I said, all right, okay, got it. I got a little pension. I'm, I 
invested, but I don't care about this right now because what I do care about is that I love helping people. I love fitness. I love wellness. And I feel like when I do things, it I'm not working. I'm like, I get it. I'm, you know, some days you're tired, but I'm like, this is fun. This is fun. And I'm being selfish. It makes me feel good. Why would I not want to continue doing that forever? Like, and it almost like if you could bottle it, people yeah. and and I get looked at like half the people get it that I talk to, and the other people are like, "This is you're crazy." Like you've had a mental breakdown, and I'm like, "No, I've had a mental epiphany." Absolutely, because of you know the the years that I've just been grinding and working and missing out on fun and. It was like 100% work. And then when I had a little bit of time, it was like 100% fun, which was, you know, I've got two hours to have fun. Have fun. And then, oh, we're done. Now let's, and it's almost like you're, you're building in, I used to teach a lot of books in high school and Anthem was one of them where everything was, I loved it. Um, everything was structured, you know, and you had numbers and it was like, you have an hour to have fun, have fun. Oh, fun's over. You know, it, and it was, it's to the point of, if you love what you do, why would you not want to do that? Why would you not want to keep talking to people? And, and that's kind of the thing that I go back and forth with when, you know, people talk about pensions and this and that. And when you go to bed at night, are you going to bed hugging your paycheck or do you want to go to bed and hug your family? I understand you have to pay bills, but can you find something that gives you joy? Because then whatever it is you do is going to be more joyful. And I guess it's something kind of, you know, I struggle with, and I think a lot of our, our listeners are kind of, you know, whether it's, again, whatever it is they're doing in life, whatever place they're at, what does that take them? What, what are they, what's your mindset at this point? I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. Well, I think it's, it's a fortune, you know, like what, what is the fortune? The fortune could mean many things. You know, like when I was when we just before when when Dawn was was telling us about her jobs and and one made me feel uncomfortable and then another <laughs> one made me feel really happy. Like, where do I want to live? I want to live with that happy feeling. And that's you know, once you can kind of talk to people, and this is what I do with health coaching is is you know I talk to them and I and I and I ask them how they feel and they and they tell me and it didn't feel very good and or it felt great, fantastic, and you know, do more of that, you know, and and stay there and have it feel good. And I think that when those things happen, I think that we're more inclined to find our fortune, whether it's monetary or not. Uh, you know, it could just be happiness and, and you know, or, or, you know, and sometimes that all comes with it, right? Right. Dawn is, is, a, is an example of that. We, it, you know, sometimes we get everything when we get what we, when we stay in that happy spot and, you know, not happy place because I don't think that they really exist because I think it's, you know, between my ears is my happy place. Could be either place. You never know. Either place. You never know what's going on in there. But Don, what do people ask you for? So, I mean, you've got this background now. You, you know, you're promoting health and wellness and nutrition. What do people come to you for? What I mean, what would they say? Uh, they. Like, what do they need help with, or what's? Yeah. What are the stories that you get? Oh. Gosh, so many of them. Um, I get people that come to me for for weight loss. I've I've helped coach uh, numerous people that have lost over 100 pounds. You know how rewarding that is. I mean, that is that is amazing. Like, I mean, I I've never I haven't lost 100 pounds, so I can't relate to that. But I can still help somebody that can. 
Um, I've, I've worked with professional athletes. I work with collegiate athletes that have increased their endurance and their performance. And, and I work with, you know, people on the senior side that just, they just feel better and they don't have as many, you know, aches and pains throughout their joints. So it's, it's really a, a combination of everything, but, you know, I, I, I love, just love sharing, um, you know, not only the health benefits, but, you know, of course the opportunity that, that this brings to people too for financial, because I think that financial is health. If you don't have everything in place at some point, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you make. If your health is not good, you know, you, you're going to die before you can spend it. If you have no money and you are the healthiest person in the world, at some point you're going to be miserable and you're going to die of a heart attack because you're working 5,000 jobs just to try to make ends meet. So health is wealth and wealth is health. So I just love being able to help people on both sides of that. What is most rewarding? I know that you've talked about this before, but... Um, what do people say to you? What's, what's one of the best things that you've heard from your, I mean, some of the people that you work with, what do they say? Uh, oh gosh, I save all my text messages, especially when like it just, you know, it just could hit that, that bone. So I got one yesterday, um, from somebody and she texted me that her daughter had, and I'm going to actually be posting it on Facebook tomorrow. She texted me that her daughter had, um, cheer practice and that when she wakes up in the morning she like drags to get her daughter to cheer, cheer practice and that she never you know wants to go and then after she takes her she goes back to bed and she's like I got up and not only did I take her to cheer practice but I cleaned my car I cleaned my house I did all my laundry like, so just like these little things like you might think like that doesn't mean anything but I was there so like I can relate to that being exhausted and just wanting to put my head back on the pillow and then getting up and saying oh my gosh like this house is a disaster and I just don't have the energy to do anything so the fact that she sent that message I actually could relate to that so just little things like that, like just being able to have the energy to get through the day or, you know, fitting into a pair of pants that somebody could never fit into before. Or, you know, somebody, um, one day told me that somebody at work asked her if they were anorexic because they weren't buying new clothes. They were still wearing the big, their old clothes. So their clothes were like falling off of them. So they, they looked like they had no shape. So they were like, what are you, you know, what are you doing? Like you're just dropping weight right and left. But she was so happy about that. I'm like, yeah, now it's time to go shop for new clothes. Right. So, you need to buy new clothes. So just things like that, like people sleeping better, people losing weight. I mean, relationships are improving because of it. Because when you feel better, your relationship is better. And I just know that firsthand from being absolutely miserable for so long and then just feeling better from the inside out. You know, we say this program that we help people with is like taking a shower from the inside out and it just helps everything from head to toe. So when you do speaking events, Mm -hmm. right? Is this, are these some of the topics that you talk about? Do you share personal stories or what, what exactly do you spread? What message comes from there? Or are they all different? They're all different. Okay. So, um, I do speaking events on mindset. So I've actually gone to quite a few high schools and I talk to the seniors, um, try to motivate them and inspire them not, never to give up on their dreams or their goals. We do an exercise together to show them vision. I do vision casting with them. Um, I do speak vision casting without you giving away all your secrets. <laughs> what is that? It's seeing something, um, like in the future, like it's seeing something and going for it and showing them how they can do that. So I do a little exercise that actually shows them how they can get somewhere when they didn't think that they could five minutes before. Huh. So it's just a little, I'll show you guys later. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's like, you know, kind of throwing it out into the universe. Yeah. No yeah. Manis- manifestation and, and yeah. just, yeah. Law of attraction. Like I'll yeah, say yeah, things. Well, I'm all into vision boards. Yeah. For like, sure. Brian, blah, 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 blah. And he'll just be like, all right. Or <laughs> I just, my nod. husband, I'll be like, Michael, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. I just needed to get that out into the universe. And he'll be like, 
Well, I have a whiteboard at home that actually has um, not affirmations of what I believe in, but it has affirmations of things that I'm not there yet. So, for example, like it'll um, say, like, you know, I earn, you know, X amount of money a month, even though I might not be at that point yet. Um, I attract like minded people into my, you know, organization. I am an eight star, which means nothing to, you know, you guys. But like these are things that aren't there yet that are on my whiteboard every morning that I see as well. And then when one of them is hit, it's erased and the next one goes on. And I have vision boards and on my vision board um, was to become a published author, which I am. Another one was to speak on a stage of this gentleman called Eric Worre. And he has millions of followers. He is somebody that I have been patiently waiting to share the stage with. And I just got back in April from sharing the stage with Eric Worre. And that was on my vision board for two years. So I believe in visualization and vision casting and, and universe, you know, um, has your back, but, you know, great book by, by Gabby Bernstein. But I, I do believe in, in the universe and, and giving your affirmations, going to bed at night with gratitude, waking up in the morning with gratitude. Um, you know, just living in a place of, of abundance rather than lack, because living in a place of lack will keep you there and living in a place of abundance will get you there. So that's just what I believe and what I feel. But um, we were just talking about the oh, oh the training. So in regards to the mindset trainings, I do uh, I do share my story, and then I also teach them not only visualization for them as well, but then I teach them steps to be able to be a successful entrepreneur because it's not always the same industry that I'm talking to. So it could be business owners, it could be employees looking to maybe per- possibly leave. It could be uh, people in my profession of network marketing. It doesn't matter. But the, the tips, the benefits, the, 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 the nuggets that I'm giving everybody, they can all walk away and take immediate action. And it's pretty much like homework, like you were a teacher. So I'm giving people some homework assignments and saying, here's what you're going to do when you leave this room. Because you can come and be inspired all day long, but we can't motivate somebody. We can only inspire them. So the motivation has to come with, well, from within. So at the, after you leave any event or read any book or listen to, you know, even these great podcasts, the nugget that you take away from there has to be acted upon. So I believe in, in action steps, daily method of operations, sitting down with a planner, you know, we call it AIC, A blank blank in chair, you know, having those dedicated blocks of time. And this is what I teach and I train on. I do business coaching as well. And this is what I do with my clients is teach them how to get themselves set on a track for success. What, what do you think is the key to making people see that and understand it in in many ways like this you know this speak that you you know this the, the, these things that you're speaking of is foreign to a lot of people I can manifest something like you know mm-hmm. to a lot of people to us it's common right to mm-hmm. our circle the people that we to that my we, mom she's like what are you doing yeah, yeah. you know and, and it's like <laughs> I know it for myself like anything that I she's like go back to your regular job and stop being a weirdo you know but I mean, I've asked. I have, more, I have more clarity now than I've ever had in my entire life. And it's what you've asked for. You know, you've asked for these things and things that I've gotten in my life, you know, for, for, for better Me? or worse. For better. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, of course. I need a Christine he's like, Conti. He's like, I opened that door and I told you. Well, for sure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have to. Your life has changed. Oh, no, 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 no. It's good. It's good. I'm, for the, the podcast, for certain, is something that I wanted. I wanted to have one. You know, and then here comes Conti, and uh, here we go. You know, two fit crazies and a microphone. Uh, but you know, a lot of things. Uh, you know, I, I I envisioned myself marrying my wife far before we were even dating. Right. You know, it was one of those things. Uh, I uh, you know I, I knew that even jobs that didn't really go well at that time, I knew what I wanted, and I would go and I get it, and and for whatever reason, I got it. Um, you know, but for a lot of people, they don't understand that this is. 
you know doable or a concept that is, is proven that that can actually work. So you know whether it's um, uh, you know a uh, a person who's maybe a little standoffish, a one-on-one client of yours, or people in the business world that are saying all you need to do is really work, 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 work. You know how is it that, that you're able to uh, have them step back and see it for what it is? Uh, it's it's really about meeting people to where they are, and I ask a lot of questions. I think it's really important to dig deep. Um, and getting to somebody's pain point, whether it's a physical pain point or whether it's a financial pain point, because people will do something when it's important enough. It doesn't matter what the investment is. It doesn't matter how much time it takes. It doesn't matter um, how long or how much time they have to give up with their family if the value is great enough in anything. So making people see that picture and casting that, that vision, even just, for example, with weight loss. I mean, spoke to a woman that um, I asked her, like, what's it going to feel like when you lose that 50 pounds? Like, what is going to be different in your life? And her answer was, I can sit on the floor with my kids and play with their, their dolls instead of sitting on the couch and having them bring them to me. So like just these little things like that and having somebody see the value of what they're going to get from something and making them feel important. And giving them, once again, the tracks to step on. Like, you know, an analogy was told to me a long time ago, um, and I love it. And it's it's the Wizard of Oz. And for those that are young listening, that you have no idea what that is. But the Wizard of Oz, you remember when Dorothy and they were walking through the, the woods, and the only time they ever got attacked by the flying monkeys is when mm. they went off track, remember? Right. Whenever they would go off the path, the yellow brick I have nightmares road. about those stupid oh, flying monkeys. I know, yeah. <laughs> they really are awful. But... But they got attacked anytime they went off the yellow brick road. So the point is just stay on target, stay on path. It may not make sense. It might be really hard. But if you have a vision and you can see what's at the end of the light and you stay on that path, it will get you there. And it's the same thing as a GPS in your car. Like you're driving and you make a wrong turn and the GPS says rerouting. So sometimes you might make a wrong turn, but if you never reroute, you'll never get back on that path. So I just think what I really help people do is stay on that path. Okay. I love that analogy. I might steal that from you. Because, like <laughs> again, what would, again, I, you know, I, we talk to people about, you know, trying to get, digging deep to what, what's really going on. I understand you want to lose weight, but what's, what's keeping you from that? Really, what is it? Is it the fact that you just eat too much and you love food? I mean, a lot of people love food. That's great. But is there something else? Like, are, What's really upsetting you? Is there something that happened? Do you hate your job? You hate your wife? You hate your husband? You, your kids are making you nuts. Your, you know, your stress levels are out of control because of work. There we go. Now we can start, you know, taking those steps. But you know what? What you just said. I'm, I'm even going to reiterate this for everyone. Imagine yourself. What would be different in the future if you make these changes? And now you were talking about weight loss, but what about just fitness? You increase your fitness. What do you envision for yourself? And Brian and I have a lot of people that come to us and say, we want to just be able to run a mile, run a 5K, play with, play with our kids, be there for our kids mm-hmm. when we're older. And, you know, there's people that are like, no, I want to run a marathon. How do I do that? Right. Well, it doesn't happen overnight. But like you said, if, if this is what you want, then we're going to make it happen. But you have to stay on track. Don't get those flying monkeys attacking you because it's not going to be a good thing. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. What do you think now enabled you to become so successful at this? Because like you said, this wasn't something you didn't go to school for marketing. That wasn't uh, yeah, like no. your, you know, that wasn't what you were doing. Right. Um, and I know, you, you know, you speak with, with people now about what, what to do. What do you think made you successful as opposed to, I mean, not everyone 
can be successful as an entrepreneur and marketing and what do you think made you stand out? Uh, consistency. Yeah. Um, d- determination, perseverance. I think the, the biggest thing that I did is I, I treated this, you know, like a business, not a side thing. And I, I made it, you know, a business from day one, you know, making sure that I, I was working for myself. And, and I always said, um, and I, and I teach this as well when I do some of my trainings is, you know, so many people that start their own businesses might spend, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars starting a business for, for the business that I'm in. It, it clearly isn't that it's, you know, m- maybe a couple hundred, couple thousand max. And a lot of times, depending on the investment that somebody put into their business is how they'll treat it. So I treated my business like a million dollar business. And that's why I, I have earned a million dollars in my business because I've treated it that way. Um, getting up in the morning and, and getting my butt in my chair and, and working and, and calling people and getting uncomfortable. And, and one of my mentors had told me, you know, just do it. Just be scared and do it anyway. Like just face the fear and do it anyway. And I kept saying like, I don't want to. Like I, I truly don't want to at times. And they're like, just go do it. Like do it anyway. And I remember her saying to me one time, you're, you're seriously not going to die because you picked up the phone and either somebody didn't answer or they told you no. Like you're not going to die from it. Like just go do it. <laughs> And, and I did. And after that, I was like, all right, she's right. I'm not going to die. And I, and I just got uncomfortable every single day. And, and then I really do, once again, like I shared earlier, I believe that I have a gift for somebody. So I think when you really feel that you are changing somebody's life, and I have thousands, like I said, of clients around the whole world, like I really, in my heart, believe that. I believe that I'm changing somebody's life. So why would I ever stop that? Or why would I be lackadaisical or, or lazy one day? Somebody's waiting for me. So it's perseverance, consistency, determination, dedication, and commitment. I think commitment is a really big word. So why do you think people fail? Like I know you said that's why you're successful. What are the things that you know that people need, or or that that you've seen where they become un, where they're just unsuccessful? I mean, they may believe. I mean, there's a million people out there that think their product and their business is a million dollar business. Sometimes we look at it and we're like, yeah, that could be, but you failed. Or you look at it and you're like. Yeah, I don't think that's a million dollars, but they may believe it, but they may not persevere. What, what is the, what have you seen? Because you obviously have been doing this now and have been successful. So what's the, what's the problem that you've seen? I think the biggest problem is, um, defeat. And I think that, like you said, that your mother's still like, go get a job. (laughs) You know, most people are in that type of mindset. So when you start something new or you start an endeavor, I mean, I listen, I was an accountant for 27 years. I, I never owned my own business. I mean, baseball organization technically wasn't really a business. It wasn't a profit business. You know, it just was a baseball organization run. But I think that what happens is people start to judge us and we're really, really so fragile at the beginning that we allow that and we allow them to judge us. We put the masks on. We try to you know do whatever it is that we have to do to make somebody else happy when inside we're still not happy. And, you know, that that was hard at the beginning for me. And I think at the beginning, and I shared this earlier when I first came on, was if something doesn't serve you, it doesn't deserve you. And as much as it really hurt at the beginning, I, I had to let go of friends. And I was going to ask, yeah, did you have to, did I you did. change? I did. I, I didn't, you know what it is? I don't want to say I changed. I felt like they changed because they didn't accept me for who I was anymore. So I wouldn't say that I changed. I would say that, you know, it was just different. And if something, you know, or somebody wasn't serving me anymore and they didn't deserve me or my time or 
or my love, then it was just time to move on. And I believe in tribes, you know, surrounding yourself with a really good tribe, people that lift you up, inspire you, people that are going to be there, whether they join your business or not, they're still always going to have that ear for you to listen to or that shoulder to cry on and, and you back. Um, and collaboration. I, I firmly believe in collaboration and, and having that network of people that, you know, are your are your go-tos all the time. So I think that people fail because they don't have the right tribe. They fail um, because it's uncomfortable. They fail because they feel defeated. And in anything in life, the only way to fail is to quit. Things might need to be tweaked. Things might need to be modified or altered. Test and validate is something I learned a long time ago. You got to test and validate. My my marketing is always tested and validated. I'll, I'll do an ad or something for a while. If it doesn't work, it's it's modified. But the only way to fail is to quit. You can always tweak and modify something, but you you can't succeed if you quit. And that's unfortunately what I think a lot happens with um with entrepreneurs is they give up before, right before that mass massive breakthrough. <laughs> Do you hear that, Brian? Do you hear that, audience? <laughs> I, I mean, this is this is real life. I mean, business information and and really a lot of great advice because again, a lot of people that we talk to, company owners, fitness professionals, some of them are newer with their businesses, and some of them are, are well seasoned and you know have been around the block like you know decades of hard work and have seen that that up and down. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's a tough road and there's a lot of people out there that think it's that easy, that easy fix. And, you know, I think what you're preaching to everyone is that it's not easy. It's not. And, and if you do what's easy in life, life will eventually get harder for you. So, you know, if you do what's hard in life, life will eventually start to get easier. It doesn't mean that anything that you do is easy, but it just means that at some point you'll, you'll reap the benefits. Like think about a bamboo tree. I mean, doesn't grow overnight. I think it takes like seven or 10 years to actually start to come through the ground, not even like to grow to the massive length of a bamboo tree. But if you think about like that analogy, like all people see is the glory. They never hear the story and they'll just see like the end result of something and they won't see what it took to get there. So, um, you know, that tree that's planted in the ground takes a really long time to actually start to come through. That's like one of my favorite parts about the podcast is that when we talk to people, they come here for a reason. You know, you come here to, you know, to talk about what you do in your book and, and all the things that where you're at now, right? But what we really get... And we're like, yay! And we're going to celebrate you because we love to pump up people because when every... We lift everybody up because that's what life is about. Yeah. Those people that put you down. No, but what I'm saying is that what we really get when we start talking to you is the story you know the the seven years underground bamboo right. you know sprout that you know the seeds yeah. and all those things that you know and, and that's a lot of what I, I just love the story right. you know i love people's stories and hearing the story because that's them that's their authentic self you know that the skin knees and the you know the, the ups and the downs and all those and all those things and you know obviously you're here because you've blossomed into this amazing you know business and and you've and you've uh, you know you've done you're very happy with with the way things are right now and you're using that and making other people happy you know it's it's like the bamboo because i've seen bamboo planted you can't get rid of that stuff it just grows and grows and grows and it and takes grows over your yard and it and takes Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that little seed. <laughs> but you know that that's um, that's one of my favorite parts about about this podcast, and that's why we're able to have people on like the artists and the other you know some of these people that I mean I'm not really into dance fitness as as a genre as much as we've had 
guests on the show, but when I hear how they created it and I hear like these things and like it's manifestation, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah, fascinating. Yeah, people quitting law school and med school and things like that to start a dance yeah. fitness craze, like, and, and here you are, you know, you were an accountant for twenty seven years, and you know, it left you unsatisfied, and now here you are with your soul very satisfied. It's just, it's, it's, um, it's, it's the best part of this job. So when you get up in the morning, what do you look forward to the most? I look forward to going to the gym. I'm not going to lie. There are some things that are just non-negotiable and I feel that, you know, taking care once again of me is the most important. So I get up every morning and I I go to the gym six days a week. But when I get up, I do get up with my gratitude. So I have a little journal. I write three things I'm grateful for in the morning, three things I'm grateful for at night. I go into my office. I read my affirmations. I have my planner already ready to go. I know in advance who I'm talking to, and my whole planner and my day is ready to go. Wait, and I, you write it down? I do. Okay. <laughs> I just, because I get made fun of so much for having an actual paper. Oh, no, yeah. pen and paper, girl. Yeah. yeah. Dom was like, oh, you have, you write down too? And I was like, <gasps> yeah. I've tried it, it both ways. Good. I've got, I've gone so back to the good. pen and, and the paper. I've it's tried so it like, good. you know, the smartphone and typing it into the calendar that's Cross on there. I was getting too many alerts about what I was supposed to be doing. I'm like, I'm already doing it. Like, I already know what <laughs> I'm, I'm doing. Anxious because yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. No, so no, a calendar. Okay. I just throw that out there. And really just, you know, going, just knowing that somebody's life is going to be changed that day. Just knowing that. Giving um, the 333, like three connections every day, three pours of love, meaning, you know, texting three people just throughout the day saying you're amazing or oh, whatever. So, so 333 and then three um, gratitudes. So three connections, three touches of some kind of love or appreciation or something to three people and just telling them that they're great. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll send them just a random text message to somebody and I'll be like, I was just thinking of you. I just want to let you know how amazing you are. You're probably like, uh Oh, did I do something wrong? <laughs> do, do you I have, don't need more of that. It's really it's true. missing. It's no, missing. I have society. something similar that I do. Do you have, Christine, do you have something that you do that that's similar to that? Like a routine, like a daily I have I do I do one I do a bunch of one breath one gratitude one intention yes absolutely. and it's boom like that's the eyes open one breath one gratitude one intention and it's like kind of just like sets the days and then I can get up I do um I teach a, a bunch of different fitness trainings at least once a day I'm in front of people in front of a group of people wherever it is and one of the things that I do it you know I do it at presentations as well and and lectures is is the is the power pose, but I have my own mantra. It's the shoulders back, chest is lifted, abs in tight. Be confident in who you are. Let's get ready to conquer the world. Take a deep breath. Inhale, exhale. Oh, you're ready to go. I mean, you take a couple deep breaths, and I tell people this all the time. Amazing, I said, right? you don't have to practice yoga. Give me a couple deep breaths before a stressful situation, or I'll sit in my car before I go to my house. A couple deep breaths. Or, you know, I really try and make sure I tell people how much I appreciate them because people, you know, again, like you said, random act of kindness, there's times where that may be. And again, you know, with training with play yoga, we'll give a high five and yeah, you need human contact. But when I lecture and I do certifications, I'll say that high five you gave someone and said, you, you're awesome for a kid. If it's a student or even in a fitness class, that may be the only personal touch and positive affirmation they had all day. Mm-hmm. And I'm even talking about going home to a parent or a spouse or a, it, just that smile. may change someone's day. Even just a smile. Like, do you know how many people don't even get a smile during the day? I mean, 
just smile to somebody. Just it can make a world of difference. I mean, getting up in the morning and with your affirmations. I mean, one of mine is. I mean, I have a couple of them, but one of mine is, I'm healthier, happier, more fit than I was yesterday. And you know, somebody had taught me not to. Again, I have a lot of mentors. I've done coach. I've had coaches my whole business career. Um, is you don't get out of bed till you firmly believe it. So it's not just a phrase or a statement. You say it and you don't get out of bed until you believe it. I'm healthier, happier, more fit than I was yesterday. I'm healthier, happier, more fit than I was yesterday. Damn it, I'm, I really am. So like, sometimes you have to say it five times before you believe it. But it's about it's really about putting that back again out into the universe. I hated getting up. That's how I knew. I kept getting up later and later and later for work because I didn't want to go. Yeah. And it wasn't that it wasn't. I mean, I love teach. I mean, that was my last career. I love the kids. Don't get me wrong, but there was something missing mm-hmm. and I knew that I wasn't, again, I close the classroom door. I'm going to give you my hundred percent, but there was something I knew that was missing. Some shine that wasn't being met and whatever I tried to do, I just, and I kept later and later and later getting into work. I didn't want to get up. And that's when I'm like, and then I'd sit in my car in the parking lot. You got to go into work, get out of the car, get out of the car, get into work. Now I'll wake up at, 4.15 in the morning and I'll get out of bed because I want to go right. or I want, there's something that, you know, is, is different. Something is different. And that's, you know, I hope that everyone out there can, you know, can hear this message and, and really think about you. Again, we always say we're not promoting quitting your jobs and going off and singing Kumbaya on the forest. Absolutely. We're talking hard work. We're talking dedication. Someone was talking about, should I eat more greens? And I was like, you could eat kale until you're green in the face. Brian yeah. says that all the time. You got to commit to something right. and it's not going to be easy. You know, your health, your happiness. Um, real fast, very quickly, you talked about spirituality and whatnot. Are you big into going to church or what? what's that other component? Um, I'm not a, a huge church girl, but I am okay. a spiritual person. I do believe in meditation. Um, I do believe in, in my God and I do believe that he controls and te- you know dictates what's going to happen in my life. And that's why I believe in the universe and um, I am a, a huge fan of, of meditation. I believe in even at night, just putting the earbuds in and letting that take you into a different place because our brain works so much when we're sleeping that it can actually cause those heart attacks because something might just trigger it. So just putting yourself in a really peaceful state at night to me is, is the most important time is just that rest. So I believe in meditation and I believe in, in praying for what you need and asking for it. Because if you ask for it, the answer may be no, but it, it could be yes. If you never ask for it, it's always no. So just asking for it and, and, and also your words. Like I really am a big proponent of using the right words. I don't use try. I don't use wish. I don't use can't. Like there's just, you know, need, need doesn't, you know, it's not a word. Like, I mean, it's, we don't need anything. We either deserve it or we, we require it. We, we don't need it. I mean, nobody needs anything. You, um, so I just think like changing your words and, and, and putting the affirmations in there that it's already happened are extremely important. I think that, um, one of the things that I'm seeing that gets in the way or, but it could also be very helpful is the technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people with their phones, they're really burying their nose in it. They're getting away from, from tribes and things that, you know, can be very helpful. Um, and then on the flip side of that is there are, you know, some things that, you know, some um, uh, meditation apps and, and just some things that, that, you know, affirmations that could be sent to them. They, you know, there's, there are things that it could be used for. Are you using anything? Are you suggesting anything? Are you um, having people um, look into certain things or, or is it uh, the opposite direction? Are you asking that, you know, perhaps that it's, you know, a deterrent to happiness? 
is technology determined to happiness? Is that yeah, or just um, like in, in your in your the way you see it. Uh, you know, is it something? I think that, it's the way that you manage it, just yeah. like anything else. I mean, if you if you manage it right, like I don't. One of the things that I had to get away from was um, checking my email as soon as I woke up because you become reactive. That's exactly why I just asked you that question. Okay, good. Yeah, so I I don't check my email for an hour after I'm up. Um, I might put a, a face on post, but if I post on Facebook in the morning or. You know, I might like check my text messages to see if like anybody, um, you know, texted me, but I will not check email. Like I just don't check my email in the middle of like me waking up in the morning. I'll get my, my breakfast. I'll you know go to the bathroom, maybe even take a shower before I'll actually check my email because I think that that puts you in a reactive state and that's the last kind of place you want to be in um, first thing in the morning. Yeah. And, and, and that's one of the things that I run into as well, you know, and I, and I talk to people and I say, you know, how do you how do you treat your morning? How do you look at it? And you know, some people are. Oh, I, I was on Facebook this morning and it put me in a pissed off mood. I saw something I didn't want right. to see, and you know, and it's like right away you saw it, yeah. and you know, and and so you know, I kind of how does it serve you? You know, is it is it working for you? Is it not working for you? Put it in a bucket. You know, which buckets are going to go in this one or that one? And if it's not working for you, then it might be something that to go away. And on the other side of that, you know, I just I want to meditate, but I don't know how. You know, I said, there's you know, here's an app. You know, you can go on Headspace or something like that and just kind of learn. Headspace this is, is a really it's good it's one. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Or call I, me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> call, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and uh, we, we become so reliant. It, it isolates us, you know, because, you know, we're more connected than we've ever been and never been more isolated in, in the way that we live our lives. And, and I think that, uh, you know, so it's just kind of been something that I try and balance. You know, sometimes I'm asking them, you know, I'm, I'm suggesting that people, um, you know, figure out if it's worth it working for them or not. And on the other hand, I'm saying, you know, this might work for you and it's the same thing, you know. So right. I guess you're right. You know, it's, it's yeah, really that answer. How is it? How do you use it? It is how you use it and how, and how you manage it for sure. Um, and, and I think that, you know, like you said, each person is different and um somebody might be able to not be reactive when they check an email and it might actually like motivate them or fuel them up to start their day. Like that might be what really gets somebody motivated. Like, Oh, I got all these, you know, pressure emails and that could be what fuels them up. I mean, some people like to work that way. So really, I think you just have to match the energy of the person. You know, I was thinking is that sometimes you wake up and you will be motivated by social media. You'll see something like, Oh, I'm so happy about that or whatnot. But you have to be in a place where you're, confident and you have that yeah i mean you really have to be at a a good place with yourself in order to be happy for other people because i know sometimes i've checked my social media and been like oh Mm -hmm. i wish i could be that successful or like look at all the great things everybody else is doing and i'm like woe is me and it's really i mean it's so mental other days you wake up and you're like yeah everyone is amazing and i'm gonna be amazing and i want to support everybody else or it's really interesting how the brain works and how you process some of that stuff. So yeah. it's I mean, so I think, powerful. You know, comparing yourself to, um, you know, a professional baseball player, right? I mean, so you're a baseball guy, it seems. What, what's, what is the average of most hitting averages? Uh, yes. You know, if, so you're, if, if, you, if you fail two out of three times, you make the Hall of Fame. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it really, you know, the batting averages, if you have like... 340 yeah, you're like if, you know yeah, a rock star if you're batting so, 280 and you're driving in runs you're gonna have a job for the rest ex- of you you know forever exactly so you know yeah. it, it's and and you know you hear them like being in slumps and they're still getting up to the plate they're still swinging the bat like and then it just takes sometimes that one contact that one hit and all of a sudden it's a whole different ball game for the next like five games it's the same thing in in anything you do in like business health fitness you know it's you're going to get those wall kicking moments or those defeats or, or whatever. And I know that you talked earlier about getting on Facebook and like seeing something negative and you're like, Oh, 
I think like what I've done over the past five years, um, and that's what I also help teach people and they're really uncomfortable with it is just get rid of it. Like you might need to unfollow some people. Right. You might need to, you know, unblock, you know, block or unfriend them. And it's it, purge. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's important. It's important to purge. I mean, purge your, your, your clothes in your closet. You're not using after two years. Like, you know, purge the stuff in your, in your cabinet. You haven't cooked in two years. Like purge your social life too. Sometimes I think it's important and it's, it's important for growth. And, um, so I, I don't you. see I love that it. you said that because yeah. there's definitely people that have unfollowed me cause they don't want to hear about fitness or maybe my journey to Ironman annoys them. I don't know, but, and that's cool. Like that's cool. Go your own way. Yeah. Cause I'm going this way and maybe you're going this way. And that's cool. It, and maybe it, one day you'll meet. And if you don't, it's right. still okay. Yeah. If if they belong, they'll be there. Exactly. You know, there's there's just, you know, and and, and that's their thing. You know, that's kind of their thing. It's well, not, it's always it's not, about re- that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's never about you. Like, no matter what somebody thinks or says, it's never, it's never about us. It's always about their own feelings of where they feel at that point. It's, it's never about us. So not taking anything personal was something that really was hard as well but that i have to say i've mastered at this point there's nothing personal anymore that's that's the old dawn that comes back and that's with the nothing personal and then the new one like, yeah. i love it <laughs> it's that it's that compare and despair you know right they to, hold hands yeah i mean flowers don't compare themselves to each other i use this analogy a lot when i do trainings like you could plant two flowers in the ground and one can bloom to this beautiful flower with with all these other flowers and these buds coming out and the other one can just be sitting there pretty much dying it could be that maybe the sun was in a different spot or it got watered a little bit more or whatever they don't compare themselves one doesn't say oh i don't like the fact that you're prettier than me and then one day maybe that other one blossoms and and surpasses the other flower so it's comparing is definitely the root of all evil like you just have to the only person to compare yourself is to the person you were yesterday exactly i love it so dawn tell us now number one tell us the name of the book where we can get it and then where everyone can find you where can we find Obviously, we are going to be posting all of the links to all of your information on our social media sites and get all that out, um, especially when we release this. But tell us where we can get this. And Yeah, for sure. So Success Chronicles can be purchased from my website. We all have our own book on our own personal website. So it's Dawn Ferentino and F is in Frank, E-R-R-E-N-T-I-N-O.com. So first and last name.com. You can find me on social media. Um, Dawn Barron, my maiden name is in there for Facebook, Ferentino. Uh, Instagram, it's just Dawn Ferentino. So those are the three platforms you can find me, my website or my two social media platforms. Beautiful. So, Dawn, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the two oh, fit crazies. And this was so much fun. That was, that was a quick hour. We can do well, that was an hour. Yeah. That was an hour wow. and five minutes. We can, I feel like we can do three yeah. or five. Well, we'll come back and, and circle and check in with you since you are pretty local to our podcast. We actually we didn't even say this. It's been so long since we've had live guests because we've been Skyping all over the place. And uh, Jay Alders was two episodes ago. Oh, shoot. You're right. <laughs> yeah, but that was on location. Oh, that, wasn't that, was in, in that wasn't in the studio. That wasn't in the studio. It's really funny. <laughs> On location. Plus, we weren't in the dining room. We weren't in the two fit crazy I, bunker. I live next to a very talented artist who is like world renowned and is a friend. And I mean, it just happened to work out. I mean, you know, it happens sometimes, not often, but works out. I love it. I love it. So Brian, anything, any last words? No, this was fantastic. I loved it. 
I loved it. Upward and onward. Upward and onward. Dawn, thank you very much. Thank you both. Thank you. And with that said, my name is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazes. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.